The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. My soul finds rest alone in God. My salvation comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock. My salvation, he is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Psalm 62. Almighty God, you are my place of rest. You are the one I turn to and trust in. You alone hold in, in your hand my life. Lord, I pray today that as I share the word with, with brothers and sisters, with your family, with the lost, with sinners, I pray, Lord, you'll come and you'll meet them, that you'll break through the superficial wall of indifference the foolishness and that you'll cut right to the heart you'll call us into your rest I pray in your name Jesus the name that is above all names thank you Lord Amen I invite you to just very intentionally take charge of your thoughts and turn them away from everything around you and everything in this world and focus for a few minutes with me your thoughts on Jesus the Christ. We've been so deceived by believing in our culture that somehow the inconsequential is what is most important. Eternity should hold our attention. Time with Jesus needs to captivate our hearts. Hebrews, the third chapter, we begin now with verse 1 for the study today with brief review. When Hebrews opens, it's very clear that there is one final word that God speaks to the world. And that word, that logos, is the person, Jesus Christ. God has spoken through the prophets many times in many different ways. 
But now he speaks by one man who is God and who is man, his son, Jesus Christ. This son, the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of who God is, he provided purification, he provided cleansing, he provided a total restoration for all sin. And then he sat down at the right hand of God. It was this Jesus who laid the foundation of the earth. It was this Jesus, according to Colossians 1 and the Gospel of John chapter 1 and the book of Hebrews chapter 1. It was this God, it was Jesus who sustains all things, who holds all things in his hand, who is the creator God of heaven and earth. Can I trust him with my relationship with a precious person that I care deeply about? The answer is yes. Can I trust him with the income I need to pay for what he has asked me to buy? The answer is yes. Can I trust him to move to provide the resources necessary for this radio broadcast to continue? The answer is yes. Can I trust him with my health? The answer is yes. Is there anything in my realm is there anything in my life that I cannot trust totally and completely into the hands of Jesus? No, I can trust everything to him. A phone call this morning from a believer who said to me, Pastor Ray, I'm in a very difficult place. I said, what's the problem? And he said, I am trying to make a decision about whether I should buy property, whether I should buy this house I'm looking in. He said, I think I have house fever. Should I buy this house? I said, my brother, I can't tell you whether you should buy that house. What has Jesus said? Well, Jesus hasn't said anything. Then my brother, don't buy the house. Jesus knows the future. Go to him in prayer. Fast and pray. And wait before him. And he will tell you what he wants you to do if you're walking clean before Jesus. Romans, the 12th chapter, says, Test and approve what God's will is. But the condition for being able to test and know the will of God is that my life must be totally given up as a living sacrifice on the altar of God. I want to tell you very frankly, the Lord will no longer allow me to reach out and grab and growl and plan for what I want. My life is entirely in his hands. 
this radio broadcast I have totally given into his hands. Whether there is a great response or whether there is no response does not really matter to me. All that matters to me is that I am faithfully doing what Jesus asked me to do. And I will not turn aside to some foolish wickedness. And I want to be very clear with you about the primary source of foolish wickedness in our hearts today. Chapter 3. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. The problem arises out of our thoughts, out of our feelings. We're afraid we can't trust Jesus. We're afraid we're going to lose something. Can I tell you, you will never lose trusting in Jesus Christ. Oh, you may not have what you think you want. But if you're going to trust Jesus with eternity, don't you think you should trust him now with your life? If I can't trust Jesus to have my best interests at heart, now, how can I trust him for the future? I can't. And many of you are driven by your thoughts and by your feelings. And you're constantly grabbing for what you desire. As one woman said to me, you have to reach up and grab off God's table what he has put on that table. I would never grab off God's table. I wouldn't grab anything at God's table I will wait for an invitation to come and sit at his table and feast with him as he chooses for me to feast. See, where we get in trouble is in our thoughts, in our feelings. We say, how can I ever succeed in life? How can I make money? How can I gain this relationship I desire? How can I... How can I provide for myself? How can I buy that car that I need? How can I, how can I, how can I, how can I, how can I? Well, the way you can is by Jesus. But you're going to have to trust him. You're going to have to fix your eyes, your thoughts, on Jesus. Now I want to tell you what happened this morning. I woke up, and for some reason, there was fear in my heart. I didn't know what the source of that fear was. So I immediately, even before I got out of bed, I began to cry out to Jesus. And I began to say, Jesus, there is fear in my heart, and I know that fear is unbelief. I know that there's concern in my heart, and that's unbelief, and I refuse to walk in unbelief with you. Would you expose fully what that fear is about? And immediately I knew. It was failure. 
It was failure on this radio broadcast. It was failure at the work of the National Prayer Chapel. It was failure in a precious relationship that I treasure. And as soon as I saw failure was the issue, I immediately turned to Jesus and I fixed my eyes upon him in the spirit realm and I said, Jesus, please forgive me for my unbelief. Fear comes out of unbelief, but fear is a feeling and so feelings just come. And then we have to ask those feelings in the presence of Jesus, where are those feelings coming from and why are they here? We have to get to the root of them. And as we get to the root of those feelings, we turn to Jesus. And I'll tell you what happened. The sweet presence of Jesus began to flow into my heart and into my life, and all fear was gone, and I rejoiced in the brilliance of the sunshine today. I rejoiced in the blue sky, visibility unlimited, because I could see all the way to heaven. I could see Jesus in my heart. I could see Jesus in my spirit, and I knew nothing could happen to me that was not ordered by my Lord. And so the fear was gone. I refused to live my day with fear or discouragement or depression or anger or bitterness or lust. I refused to walk with the devil. I've been called to walk with Jesus. And as I turned to him, and I confessed my fear, and I confessed my unbelief. I said, I will trust you, Jesus. I will trust you for the radio. I will trust you for the church. I will trust you, Lord Jesus, for a precious relationship. I will trust you, Jesus. And the sweet presence of Jesus just flowed into my heart. All worry was gone. All fear was gone. I was confident, standing firm on the presence of Jesus and his wonderful promises. I began to quote his promises. I began to speak to him, Mark eleven twenty three and 24. I began to quote the promises of Scripture that he's given me for this radio broadcast, for the National Prayer Chapel. I began to just rest in his promises and say, Jesus, you've always been faithful. I trust you. I rejoice in you. And now I could leap out of bed full of life and energy. I could leap out of bed. I could kneel before my Lord. I could say, Jesus, I rejoice in you today. Thank you. You are a God who saves I choose to walk by faith. I don't choose to walk in the darkness of fear. You know, month by month, I come to you. Month by month, 
this radio broadcast has to be paid for at WAVA. They don't take faith in payment. They take cash. And I want to tell you, time after time, I have come to you and I've said this is not radio-sponsored. This is not listener-sponsored radio. This is Jesus-sponsored radio because I know it's Jesus who moves in your hearts and says, give this or give that or do this. I trust him. I don't have to move in your heart. Jesus will move in your heart. You don't have to take your boss on. Jesus will take your boss on. You don't have to beg for that promotion. Jesus will give that to you when he's ready to. You don't have to struggle in a relationship with a husband or a wife or children or a loved one. Give that relationship to Jesus. And then rejoice in trusting him and watch what he'll do. One dear sister is struggling financially. And she was praying, God, why are you keeping me from a job? I need a job, Jesus. I said to her, my sister, stop, stop. What are the promises you're standing on? Go in the prayer closet. Lift up those promises and say, Jesus, I believe you. And I'm trusting you. And you have that job for me. And I'm going to trust you to bring it to me as you choose to. And Jesus, bring about everything in my life that you need to make happen so that I can be holy before you, righteous and clean. The fondest goal of my heart is no longer to be successful. The fondest goal of my heart is to no longer avoid being a failure. The fondest goal of my heart is to spend eternity with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where my heart is. And I have to be very watchful of my thoughts. I have to be watchful of my feelings. I have to constantly turn my eyes and fix them on my Lord Jesus. Or I'll walk like every other man in unbelief. And when we get into unbelief, we say, look, I've got to do something. Got to do something quickly. I've got to reach out and grab. I've got to, I've got to go after it. The saying, the foolish saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. No, when the going gets tough, the tough go to the prayer closet and submit to Jesus Christ and say, whatever you hold in my future is sufficient for me and I will trust you, Jesus. Spoke with a precious woman this morning. She had back surgery. She's home convalescing. Her legs and her ankles and her feet began to swell up. I said, what did you do? I prayed. I went to Jesus. And the Lord instructed her to call the doctor. So she's going to go in and have him check her legs. 
but I can tell you now that doctor is not her healer. Jesus Christ is her healer. And her voice was strong and it was confident, and she was trusting in the Almighty Lord Jesus. And you know what? If the worst happens and she dies, which is not going to happen, but if she were to die, if she were to have a blood clot that would release in her leg and go into her heart and kill her, and then I would be asked to do her funeral, you know what I would say about this woman? I would say, Jesus took this precious woman many miles down the road of experience, learning to trust, and now she gets to spend eternity in his presence. It would not be a tragedy. It would be a triumph for her. It would be a tragedy for her husband and her children, but it would not be a tragedy for her because she loves Jesus and she trusts him with her life. Do you hear what I'm saying to you today? You can walk in fear today. You can harden your heart against Jesus and walk in your fear if that's what you choose. I don't choose to walk there. I'm not going to walk in fear and unbelief. Listen to this word of God, the third chapter of Hebrews. As the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. I want to talk to you about that word, harden. The literal Greek meaning for harden your heart is to render stubborn. Well, how do you render something? You put it on the stove and you boil it. It takes some time. Your heart can be rendered stubborn if you time after time choose to walk in unbelief and choose to turn aside from the living God. And if time after time you don't give yourself totally into his hand, but you turn aside, that's what the children of Israel did in their rebellion during the time of testing in the desert. Chapter 3, verse 9, This is where your fathers tested and tried me, and for 40 years saw what I did. And that is why I was angry with that generation. And I said, their hearts, their hearts are always going astray. Their hearts are always going astray. Literally, their hearts are always roaming around. Their hearts are always roaming around. They have not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. 
that word rest in the Hebrew of course means primarily a cessation, stopping. But it means more than that. It means place of reposing. It means bedroom. It means intimacy with God. He's saying the children of Israel will never enter my bedroom. They will never be intimate with me. I am going to let them die in the desert. Why? Because their heart was always roaming. Always seeking for that next opportunity. I had a father-in-law years ago. I never held a decent conversation with him in all the years I knew him. Why? Because he was always telling me about the next great thing he was going to buy or the next great thing he was going to do and how he was going to make lots of money. His heart was so desperate for success. His heart was so hungry for what his heart wanted that he was constantly roaming. He said he was a Christian, but in fact he was not a Christian. He had a false god. It was a roaming heart, always seeking for himself what he thought would make him look good. Always desiring that which was beyond his reach, filled with ambition. And so I could never have a peaceful conversation with him about the things of God. He wasn't interested in the things of God. His heart was rendered stubborn. He was going after what he thought he needed and he wanted, what would cause others to look upon him and say, there is a man who is successful. And so he would always buy the brand new car and pay the big payments that he couldn't afford. But he thought that he had to have an appearance of success and that people would look at him and they would see him driving his beautiful new car and they would say, there is a man to be considered there is a man to be respected. He is somebody. Look at the car he drives. And in fact, he was pinching pennies and trying to make ends meet, cheating his family of what they needed because he wanted the big car. And then he died. And then he died. He didn't get to take his new car to heaven with him or to hell with him. It was all over. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's going to be all over for you, maybe sooner than you think. Do you have a roaming heart? 
or are you trusting in the God who saves? I can tell you today, I've been brought into the bedroom of God. My heart is at peace. I'm at rest. I'm trusting what Jesus wants to do. I want what he wants. I want the radio broadcast of Pilgrim's Progress to be just what he wants. Do I believe that God wants me to go on the FM side of the dial? Yes, I believe that. And I'm praying about that. And I'm putting it in his hands. Am I struggling to make that happen? No, I'm not. You don't hear me on this radio broadcast urging you, offering to give you things if you'll help me pay for FM radio, fundraising. I'm not doing any of that. Why? Because now is the time in the quietness of my prayer closet that I ask him, now Jesus, you've let me be very clear that you want this to happen. Now, how do you want to bring this to pass? I don't have the money to do it, so how would you like to bring it to pass? I'm going to trust you, Jesus, to bring it to pass when you're ready. Now, please, I'm giving you a living example of where I'm walking right now as I'm in the bedroom of God. There are things that I desperately feel a need for, for his kingdom, for the work of the gospel. Am I worried? No. Am I fretting? No. I'm trusting Jesus and his promises that he will bring them to pass when he's ready to bring them to pass. My job is to simply be in his presence, rest in him, and bring the promises before his throne and stand by faith to not allow anything to disturb my peace and my rest in Jesus. Someone texted me this morning and said, Are you well? I wrote back, My heart is at peace, and I am well. The blue sky the sunshine, visibility unlimited. I'm ready to fly. See, I trust him. Even when it's raining outside, it's still blue sky. It's blue above the clouds. I'm going to look beyond the present circumstances and I'm going to look at Jesus Christ. I'm going to fix my thoughts upon him. I'm not going to fix my thoughts on my fears and my unbelief and what I'm afraid of. That's what the children of Israel did in that desperate place in the desert. And when the Lord was ready to take them into the promised land, They said, no, we don't believe we can do it. Well, you know what? They could not do it. But the Lord God of heaven was prepared to do it for them. 
You see, the controlling factor in our lives must not be what we think. It must be, rather, what does Jesus think? And what does Jesus want? And my trust is in this God who saves. My trust is in this awesome, loving, gentle, creator God who died on Calvary for me. He says, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving, or faithless heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that, pardon me, none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. See, the devil comes and he says, you're a loser. Your son is never going to come to Jesus. Your daughter is always going to be wicked. Your marriage is not going to ever be successful. You are, you are headed for the divorce court. That relationship is going to blow up. It's not going to work. That job, <clears throat> pardon me, that job that you want, <clears throat> pardon me, that job that you want, it's not going to ever be there for you. That promotion, you're never going to get it. The devil will always lie to you, and then he will whisper in your heart, this is what you must do if you're going to achieve your desire. God will never give it to you. You must go get it. And then your heart goes roaming, searching and looking. He says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry or grieved for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? How did they sin? Please hear me. They sinned in their thought life. And their thought life gave them a roaming heart and they did not believe that our God is a God who saves. They believed that our God is a God who deserts his people and leaves them to be ravished by the devil. And so I must go and defend myself. I must go and create for myself. I must take the big blade, and hack out of the way my enemies. They were rendered hardened in their hearts, bitter, angry in their hearts. Now it's interesting to me that this third chapter, which is 
it's the chapter where God finally begins through this writer to speak about our life in Jesus Christ. And the first topic that he wants to deal with after we understand the atoning blood of Jesus, after we understand that Jesus suffered and died for us, and we are born from above, the first thing he wants us to understand is that we must keep our thoughts focused on Jesus. We must fix our eyes upon Jesus because the devil is going to come to that new believer and say, who do you think you are? Look at the sin you've committed. Your situation is hopeless. There's nothing you can do to turn this around. You're going down. You're going to fail. Now, he does that because he knows that the fear of failure in every area will drive us to distraction and cause us to roam, cause us to shrink back I tell you today, this pastor is not going to shrink back from seeking out Jesus with all of my heart. It doesn't matter if it looks like the prayer chapel is not very full of people. It doesn't matter if it looks like very many people aren't listening to this broadcast. And by the way, I just got the latest statistics since December, we have had more than 15,000 downloads of broadcasts and sermons all over the world, from Beijing, China, the Baltic States, India, Europe, the, Soviet, or the old Soviet Union, the, the countries that once belonged. Russia, Africa. The largest number, in fact, came from California. But still it looks like we're not successful because the Washington market remains basically untouched. Am I to fret about that? Am I to worry about that? And many of you have written me wonderful letters of encouragement saying, don't worry about it. I tell you, I hear you, I'm not. I'm going to lift up Jesus and the new believer and the old believer, the greatest temptation that will face us is to drift into discouragement and unbelief, rendering our hearts hard, the greatest temptation is to believe that Jesus will not be faithful to his promises, that he will not deliver us, that we have trusted in something that is false and we must go and do it ourselves. Oh, my brother, my sister, do not be trapped in this demonic lie. I trust in Jesus. I trust in him for the finances. 
I trust in him for the salvation of souls. I trust in Jesus for your soul. I trust in Jesus that you're being touched right now by the Holy Spirit and you're being convicted of your unbelief and the hardness of your heart and the casualness and the indifference that have grown up in your heart against Jesus so that you don't pray, you don't read the scriptures anymore. You've backslidden and you're comfortable in your backsliddenness. You have bought the lies of the devil and now you're out there trying to make it happen on your own. I know, that's what the Holy Spirit said to me this morning, that that's what you're doing. Many of you. And I come to you today, and I say, please, 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 turn your eyes to Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and His grace. You know, it takes time to be holy. You need to take the time to sit before him and meditate upon his word. You need to take the time to talk with him and then to wait upon him to let him speak to your heart. You need to take the time to read the scriptures. My brother, my sister, if you're serious about Jesus, Turn aside from the professional sports. Turn the television off. Leave the movies and the video games alone. They will only harden your heart more against Jesus, captivating your time and your attention. Get off Facebook. It's a voyeuristic wickedness. Get off Facebook. Don't spend time there. Spend that time on your knees praying, crying out to Jesus. Find the peace of Jesus that passes all understanding. And as the Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin, repent. It says, Was it not those who sinned whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who were disobedient? So we've seen that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. Our phone number in studio is 877-534-0780. Are you walking in fear or unbelief today? Would you like for me to pray with you? If you need the peace of Jesus today, if you recognize that I'm speaking to you, that you have backslidden, that you have turned to the world for your comfort, And you want me to pray for you. I'm here now to pray. Quickly call 877-534-0780. Or if you're walking in the absolute peace and joy of Jesus, and you would like to testify and encourage others and pray for the listening audience, then I ask, would you call quickly? We have a few minutes. I'll be happy to take a couple calls. I'd be happy to pray 
and ask Jesus to meet you today, to minister to your heart, to break through the hardness, the indifference, the anger, the hurt. You know, I was praying about some very painful issues in my, in my life. I'll tell you what it was. It's just past the sixth anniversary of my precious wife's passing with cancer. And she went to be with Jesus. And now I'm praying about a wife. And I have such glorious news to tell you. As I was praying and standing on the promises and trusting Jesus, he said to me, I'll work it all out. I grabbed a hold of that like a sinking man. And I said, I know Jesus is going to work out all that he needs to work out to bring that precious woman into my life. Now, this is very personal, but may I tell you something? Walking with Jesus is very personal. I'm not going to come on this radio broadcast and just talk about some fancy principle. I want to come and talk about Jesus and my walk with Jesus, and I want to encourage you to come and walk with me and with Him. And he promised me, I'll work it all out. <laughs> Isn't that a glorious promise? I trust him. He's always been faithful to me. I've gone through the valley of the shadow of death. The hardest thing I've ever been through in my life was the loss of my wife. But he carried me. He taught me. He drew me closer to himself. I'm a better man today because of what he's done in my life, in my heart. Good, we have someone who would like prayer. Welcome. How can I pray for you? Mr. Producer, we're not hearing her. Hello? Hello, how can I pray Hello? for you? Yes, how can I pray for you? Um, um, Pastor, Pastor Mary, I, want I want to thank you so much, much for the broadcast. It's been such a blessing. blessing. And one thing that I have become aware of after listening to the broadcast is that um, I think I have been just serving the Lord, the Lord in, order in order to get to heaven, heaven and not because I really want Jesus. And um, I know that that's, um, that's not giving my life to him. And I just would ask for your prayer. Okay. I couldn't, I lost you for a minute. And so I couldn't hear what you were asking me to pray about. Say it again. Okay. okay. I, I was I'll, I'll I'm sorry about, about that. that. I was saying that I have become aware after listening to your broadcast that I have been just afraid to go to hell and not really seeking Jesus 
to live for him, to give my life to him completely. Um, and I just want to truly surrender to him. Mighty God of heaven, Jesus, you hear your precious daughter confess that she has sought you because she was afraid, and that kind of religion never works. But, Lord, she's saying now she wants you, Jesus. Lord, may I introduce you to your precious daughter. Would you come and speak with her, and would you show her the tenderness of your heart. You said your kindness leads us to repentance. Lord, I pray now, in the mighty name of Jesus, would you speak with your daughter? Would you call her to yourself? Would you put your arms around her? Lord, this is an intimate experience. This is not a, a mechanical, intellectual deal. This is a heart situation. And I'm asking that all sin, all darkness, all rebellion of heart would be broken now. That Satan would be cast aside, for he is the one who brings fear. Lord, draw her to yourself now. And let your glory be seen in her life. And Lord, we'll thank you. We'll praise your name. Finish what you've started, Lord Jesus. Bring deep conviction of all that is not of you, Jesus, and cause her to clean her house, clean her car, whatever's of darkness, cast it aside. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. You're welcome. Call back in the future and let me know what Jesus has done. I will. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mr. Producer, you told me something else. What was it? Is it? We have about three and a half minutes. Let me pray for those of you who did not call but wanted to call. Lord, I lift up your people today who have found their hearts growing hard and fearful, who have backslidden. Lord, we don't want one soul to die in the desert of unbelief. Quicken now their hearts. Encourage them, Jesus. Reveal yourself, Lord. Reveal yourself to them. And call them out of the darkness and into the light. Let your anointing be upon them today. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Ray Greenley. I'm the pastor of the National Prayer Chapel in Woodbridge, Virginia. I invite you to write to me if you'd like to participate in sponsoring this broadcast with Jesus. If you want to respond, write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Let me give you that address again. 
It's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or if you need additional help and your heart is hungry, you're tired of the entertainment, you're tired of the social church, your heart is hungry to just find Jesus, I invite you to come and meet with us at the National Prayer Chapel. We rent the facility at the All Saints Anglican Church. Let me give you the address. It's at 14851 Gideon Drive, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22192. You can go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, and there you'll find many broadcasts and videos on YouTube that will help you in your walk with Jesus. It takes time to be holy. Come to Jesus. Let Him carry you. He loves you. You can trust Him. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. In the name of Jesus, you've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I want you to make that progress. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory.